You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, episode 43. It's crazy that I've done this many episodes. Looking back, the struggle that I would have had just putting this together in the first place and all the roadblocks that I put in front of me in order to delay doing this. Kind of like last week where we talked about getting out of your comfort zone, doing some of the things that other people won't do to have some of the things that other people can't have due to their work ethic or getting out of their comfort zone. This episode's a little bit different. We're going to talk about something that kind of plagues all of us, and that's just the stress level of things. Kind of the opposite kind of goes hand-in-hand with getting out of your comfort zone. You know, it's stressful at times to do something like that. But let's talk about stressing the things that we don't have control over. You know, when you have a file and it's up in underwriting and it's in line and you have a deadline coming up and you're stressing it and you're calling everyone and you take your eye off the prize and you stop worrying about new business and start focusing on the existing business, that type of stress. Or what about the stress when you have something big coming up? And you're, is this in the right place? Is that in the right place? Am I doing this correctly? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this goes this way? You know, we start thinking about all the negative possibilities instead of preparing to make it the best possible outcome. I bring up the point about stress because I have an event going on on Wednesday between 6 and 8, my office open house. For me, it's a stressful time because I look at it as, what if nobody shows up? What if too many people show up? What if I don't have enough food? What if I get too much food? What if this doesn't get here in time? What if that doesn't get there in time? What if it rains? What if it doesn't? And I actually have to stop and take a step back and say, you know what? None of it matters. People are going to show up if it's important to them. If we run out of food, that's awesome. That means I had enough people there where I didn't plan ahead far enough to order enough food. (laughs) You know, but the thing is, is that instead of stressing it, I've switched gears and now it's planning. Okay, if we don't have enough food, what's my backup plan? So we get with the local restaurant, we say, hey, here's how many people I have in mind that are coming. If more show up, how much advance notice do you need? And instead of them saying days, I said, just call us. We'll take care of it. Boom, stress gone. Getting the tracking number for the art pieces that I have that are coming. Yes, things can happen, but what if something happens? There's nothing I can do to change it. There's nothing I can do to control it. And once I realize that, boom, stress gone. So now instead of focusing on all the negative bits, I can focus on the positive. I can focus on the things that keep me in business, which is originating new business. I was thinking about it this morning. You know, if I took the time to stop what I was doing, which was being productive, and focused on all the negative possibilities, then I would have a gap or in turn my clients 
and real estate agent partners would suffer because of it. Because now I'd have this weird gap where I took my mental focus off the things I needed to stay engaged with. You know, it's kind of like when I had my eye surgeries, people were like, oh, aren't you scared? Man, that would, that would be nerve-wracking. How, how do you get through it? No, you know, you prepare. Hey, if this happens, this is what I'm going to do. If that happens, I'm going to do that. But you don't worry about it. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, my eyes are open, literally, but I'm not there. <laughs> you know, I'm under whatever sedation they have me under, and I have no control of the outcome. I just can prepare myself for the treatment and then the treatment afterwards, how I take care of myself, my follow-up appointments, making time in my schedule to make it a priority instead of worrying about the procedure itself. You know, things happen. And that's the thing that I talked to my buddy Jeff, also my loan officer assistant, about. He says, I don't know how you can just let things roll off of you and you keep going. Well, the thing is, is we get caught up in things and waste so much energy focusing on things that aren't important anymore. I was on Facebook the other day and somebody mentioned, what should I do with this client? They decided to go with a different place or a different person and I'm just so pissed off about it. What should I do? Well, the time it took you to write that post, you could have wrote a different post attracting people to your business. The amount of effort that went into thinking of that and worrying about that could have been used to find another client to replace that one. It could have been used to spend time to reevaluate why did this person go with somebody else? Is it something within my process? Is it something that I did? Is it an internal thing? Maybe my follow-up's not the greatest. Maybe I didn't give them enough attention. See, a lot of times we point fingers because fingers are easy to point. We forget about the fact that in most cases, it's our fault. It's not spending enough time with the client. You know, because let's face it. I drive past a mortgage office every single day on my way here and my way home. And never is there a car in front of the place. Now, I know they're open because periodically I see the open sign on. Not often, but periodically. But see, the thing is, is we're spoiled in this industry where you could literally sit in one space and eventually a deal is going to hit you. People forget that there's actual real work involved. You know, there's panic when something doesn't go right. But those of us that have prepared knows, okay, if this doesn't go right, here's my counteraction. Here's what I can do. Here's how I can back this up. Here's what I acknowledge that could be a problem. I knew that from the beginning because I do a great job at reviewing my work and seeing any potential threats. This way, we can deal with it if it pops up. The big thing is you look at, um, I'm looking at my wall right now, and you have these soldiers and motivational speakers and everyone else that's up there, and you have to stop and think. When these people entered into a mission, be it on a battlefield, maybe it was in their career, maybe it was in their future, maybe it was a public speaking matter or something like that, what did they do? They prepared, they planned, they executed and if for some reason something went south, they considered it and they prepared for it. 
They didn't stress because preparation and stress, stress are two different things. They were ready, so there was no reason for stress. We also have to look at the things that we tend to stress. Let's face it, all of us have it. There's no question about that. But is it worth it? Is stressing something that may never happen worth your time, your energy, and ultimately your health? Let's face it, stress is a silent killer. Leads to high blood pressure, heart problems, Lord knows what else. Probably AIDS or something. Not really, but still. And for us to sit there and stress things that don't make a difference in our lives and to jeopardize or give a portion of our health for it, what sense does that make? I'll give you an example. The election. Huge, huge deal. Huge debate. Everybody had he said, she said, let's do this. If this person does this, then I'm moving here. Everything underneath the sun. And here's the one thing that happened. If somebody moved, nobody knew about it because nobody gave a shit. A president was eventually elected. You had people that were happy. You had people that were unhappy. But you know what? My life continued to be the same that it was before the election took place. The only difference? I didn't spend my time stressing, worrying, complaining, or anything about who was going to take office and what I was going to do if they did and how I was going to do this because it was a waste of time. Instead, I stayed focused on the things that were important to me. There's no sense in getting caught up in something I have zero control over. If you go out and vote, supposedly your vote counts, right? So if you go out and cast your opinion, isn't that the last thing you should do and be worried about? You go out, you do what you should do as a citizen, you cast your vote, cast your opinion, and go on about your life. Complaining is not going to change any outcome of any of that. Nobody's going to stop and say, you know what, Alex, you're 110% correct. We shouldn't have elected this person. Because of you, we're going to take them out of office and put someone else in. Nobody's going to do that. So why would I take my effort into worrying about something that's so trivial when it comes to my opinion being so molecule compared to everyone else's opinion? Once again, I'm not saying don't, don't voice your opinion. What I am saying is once you do, just keep going. Do what you have to do. Go on about your life. You see people get caught up in these arguments on Facebook about gun control, the NRA, the anti-NRA, whatever it is. You see these people involved in that. They make it a driving argument nonstop. I mean, they're almost trolls on the Internet. But guess what? They can voice their opinion. They have a right to. But arguing with somebody on the Internet just isn't worth your time. Have you ever seen something? All of us have. Somebody posted something, you get pissed off. You get that feeling inside like you're getting ready to box, but you can't box them because you're on the Internet. If you punch your computer screen, then you can't argue with them anymore. So that's pointless, so you just don't do it. But you get so worked up because it's like, oh, I'm I'm so right. I'm going to change this person's opinion on the Internet. The thing is, is nobody's opinion gets changed on the Internet. You can say what you want. You have a right to do so. But why take that time out of your day? Why stress that portion of your day? 
Why waste the time to argue with somebody that's not going to change in the first place? Do what I do. Defriend them and move on. I started doing that because I figured something out. If people don't have the same beliefs as I do, then we're probably not a great fit. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to believe exactly everything that I do. But if you believe that the earth is flat and I believe it's round and we have heated debates about it, we need to eventually cut ties because that's the dumbest fucking argument known to mankind. Sorry, flat earthers. Hopefully none of them are because I would have defriended you by now or unfriended you or whatever you want to call it. The fact of the matter is, if they don't agree with you on multiple things, then, then how are you of any value to each other in the first place? How are you helping that person if your belief system is entirely different than theirs? I was talking to my buddy Nathan the other day, and I'm not a religious person. He is more religious than I am. But he made a fair and simple statement. If a female does not believe in God, that's not a person for him. He knows that up front. Why would he waste any effort dealing with that if he knows that their beliefs and values don't match up? It makes perfect sense. Now, the other end of it is, why would you have a friend, quote-unquote friend, that falls in that same category? See, I think as individuals, we stress having the support of people in our virtual system, our Facebooks, our Twitters, and all that other stuff, the social media approval. And we put so much time and effort into finding acceptance on those platforms to the point where some of us live fake lives on social media. You know, the ones where we pretend like everything's green and and great, in reality it's gray and horrible. We stress what other people think of us. Now, to a certain degree, that is important. And when I say certain degree, you don't want to be the person that's just out there that is ignorant to other people, that doesn't give a shit about anybody else other than themselves. But on the flip side, you don't need to worry about what other people actually think of you. Meaning that if you want to wear a pink shirt your right, it's your choice, do what you want. Who cares what people think? As long as you are not interfering with my pursuit of happiness, you are in pursuit of anything that makes you happy, and I will never interfere with that. It's when you start interfering on other people's pursuit that it becomes an issue. The biggest thing is, is you have people that wear different masks depending on who they're around that internal acceptance that's unimportant to the point where you or I, I should say, have ran into clients in the past that just run up all kinds of debt because they're stressing the keeping up with the Joneses. The neighbors got a new car. They need to hurry up and get a new car, but they got to get a better car than that car, but that car that they want to get is out of their payment range. So they make a poor decision and get it anyways and then the walls start to collapse. 
all just to keep up with people that don't matter anyways. I talked to my little brother about it earlier. He was sitting there saying, you know, well, at my apartment complex is this and it's that. And I say, well, here's the thing. In my neighborhood, it's got to be this way because I have to live there for X amount of time. And although I don't care what my neighbors think, I still want to be polite to their thoughts and be respectful of their boundaries. And so, no, you can't work out in the driveway with your shirt off because we don't live in a place that accepts that. Now, if I had a YMCA sign in my front yard, then you could probably get away with it. It's not that I care what the neighbors think. I'm just being considerate because I don't want them to feel like, hey, there's this person that doesn't respect what we have worked for. And I think that's where we forget about the difference of the two things. We forget that one is not caring what other people think, and number two is being respectful of other people's boundaries and how they feel and how you impact them. And I'm not talking about, hey, be mindful for all snowflakes because they have feelings too, and here is your safe zone. It's okay. You just stay right here because I can give two shits about snowflakes. What I'm more concerned with is the people that we impact through our behavior in negative ways that we don't intend to infringe on. You know, like if you're out, I don't care how people think I drive, you're cutting people off and you're putting other people's lives in jeopardy and doing things like that, that shouldn't be okay in anybody's book. The road's not your racetrack. You're putting other people in jeopardy. And that's not a snowflake complaint. That's simply, hey, my daughter and my son are in the car, and if you drive like a maniac, you're going to put them in danger, which will in turn trigger me to kick your ass at the next stoplight. That's where you should be slightly concerned of what people think of you. Anyways... I have a long day ahead. My good friend, Mr. Johnny Fowler, will be here tomorrow. Big event on Wednesday that I have elected not to stress. We're just going to make it. We're going to have fun. We're going to do what we can. Get things in order and most of all, prepare. Preparation. Keep that in mind. Whenever you're stressing something, did you prepare? And if you prepared, there should be no reason to stress it because even if things fall apart, you're prepared. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We have just expanded our podcast. We're in the process of getting approval from Spotify. We're working on Stitcher currently and a couple other platforms as well. I want to thank each and every one of you for your support, taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. You know, I know in some cases it may or may not fit the agenda of those that are listening, but the support has always been phenomenal, and I appreciate that. The podcast content is something I don't really stress on a day-to-day basis. I come up with it as I'm thinking about it to try to provide you, the listener, with the best possible content that I can. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you. If you are local, please join us for our open house, 220 Town Center Parkway, Suite 204, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 
37174. It's going to be going on from 6 to 8. And we're going to have free Mexican food. It's going to be awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.